Unfortunate events over the weekend. Three very, very tragic losses in the entertainment world. Um, first off, we have uh, the body of Naya Rivera has been recovered from Lake Peru. We'll talk a little bit about that. Kelly Preston, John Travolta's wife and actress as well, has also passed away from breast cancer. And Lisa Marie Presley's son, Elvis Presley's grandson, Benjamin Kioff, has also passed away of a self-inflicting gunshot wound. We'll talk a little bit about all three of those later on in the podcast. In sports, Russell Westbrook tests positive for COVID-19. We'll talk a little bit about that. And in video game news... Microsoft is has announced the release date for three different editions of a flight simulator. We'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, I also had the opportunity to finally get a chance to uh, interview uh, the the wonderful singer Dovely. Uh, she is not only just a singer, she's also a producer and director. Uh, as you guys may recall, I interviewed her a couple of months back uh, because her mother had her mother and herself had fallen ill to the COVID-19 virus, but this time around, it's a little bit of a lighter interview because I finally get to chat with her about her music and her brand new music video uh, from her song Be About It. So we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll chat with her a little bit about all that. And I also wanted to inform all of my fans out there that have been very loyal with the Xander Effect. I want to let you guys know that this show will be the final show uh, for a little while. Uh, <laughs> uh, myself, I have to actually take a little bit of a break, but don't worry, it's not going to be a long break. I'll be back very soon with some brand new guests, brand new music, and of course, the latest in entertainment sports and video game news so don't worry i will be back but until then we have a show today and up next here is cambry lovesey's runaway queen right here on the Xander effect
to the Xander Effect. When I feel I've lost all control When I can't breathe, think I even feel my heart beat Something deep inside of me A rush of energy
Zana Lisoveda's breakaway right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, man, this weekend has been a tragic weekend in the world of entertainment. Uh, obviously, you know, on July 8th, it all started on July 8th with the untimely uh, disappearance and ultimate death of Naya Rivera. Uh, the former Glee actress went out on a, for a swim with her son and uh, with her four-year-old son, Josie Hollis Dorsey. And uh, apparently, according to uh, to what authorities say, after the swimming, they went ahead to go check on, uh, on, on Naya and her son, and they found Naya's son by himself. They asked him what happened, and according to... To Josie, he basically said that his, him and his mother were just swimming, and then suddenly she went under and never came back up. So, I mean, this hasn't, this hasn't been ruled a suicide or anything like that. It looks like it was just an accident, an unfortunate accident that cost uh, the 33-year-old's life, and uh, she has been, you know, she was like for days. Uh, search and rescue were looking it wasn't it was no longer a search and rescue it was it was it had been ruled a search and recovery after a day or so of not finding her and uh, unfortunately they did find her body as of today so Naya Rivera has passed away at the age of 33 uh, in related news to her passing many people were actually criticizing a lot of uh, Glee stars for not saying anything about Naya Rivera's disappearance appearance and this included her co-stars Amber Riley uh, Kevin McHale and a few others to which uh, Riley went ahead and tweeted or she posted on social media and she said show some respect all our quote show some respect all our energy is going toward helping find Naya and praying for her safe return and for her family no one owes anyone online a performance of grief this is a very real and devastating focus on Naya and her family, not us. We don't matter right now. Um, basically, you know, Mikhail went ahead and retweeted Riley's post, and and he also added, I cannot begin to understand what Naya's family must be feeling. I know the rest of us are completely shattered, but not without hope. Please respect her family and their privacy in this moment. Please refrain from judging those who don't show their pain on social media. I mean, you know, as far as the cast members go, they have a point. I mean, every single person grieves in their own way. It's not about them. It's, uh, you know, it's about Naya and also, you know, the well-being of her son, who has now been completely traumatized by this event. No doubt that little boy is going to remember this. Regardless of how old he is, he's going to remember this, and he's probably going to have some fear of going into the water. Some sort of trauma is going to be triggered off of this. So that little boy is going to need a lot of, uh, a lot of therapy after this because it was very unfortunate something completely unexpected and it was you know by the by the looks of it again it was an accident so so far right now uh the the authorities haven't really they're going to release a statement or um and they will go ahead and tell everybody exactly what happened no doubt they will also do an autopsy to see to figure out exactly what happened and why she suddenly uh she suddenly you know she went under and never came back up so We'll hopefully get some more answers off of that. 
In other unfortunate, uh, tragic news, Kelly Preston uh, and the wife of John Travolta also passed away this weekend from a two-year battle of breast cancer. This is something that nobody knew she was going through. She actually was going through this very privately, extremely privately, because this is something that, again, like nobody was aware of that was going on with her. No news was made public that she even had cancer. Nothing. This is very quiet, very kept to everybody to themselves um you know uh kelly preston was in so many movies she was in she was in jerry Maguire. uh she played jerry Maguire's uh girlfriend in in that uh in that movie in that movie um she also starred opposite kevin coster in for the uh for love of the game and she was also in the cat in the hat battlefield earth what a girl wants you know she's she's been in a lot of movies a very very beautiful actress uh, it's very unfortunate of her passing. John Travolta went ahead and finally uh, posted on social media and said, quote, It is with a very heavy heart that I inform you that my beautiful wife Kelly has lost her two-year battle with breast cancer. She fought a courageous fight with the love and support of so many. My family and I will forever be grateful to her doctors and nurses at MD Anderson Cancer Center, all the medical centers that have helped, as well as her family, as well as her many friends and loved ones who have been by her side. Kelly's love and life will always be remembered. I will be taking some time to be there for my children who have lost their mother. So forgive me in advance if you don't hear from us for a while. But please know that I will feel your outpouring of love in the weeks and months ahead as we heal. All my love, JT. So rest in peace, Kelly. Um, you know, it was, you know, it's a tragic, but my condolences go out. Uh, to the the Travolta family, as well as the Rivera family, family as well as the Presley family, because uh, Lisa Marie Presley, another tragedy that happened over the weekend, her son Benjamin Kioff took his own life at the age of 27 years old. Uh, apparently, you know, something was going on with that kid uh, that really affected him to the point that he committed suicide. It was a self-inflicting gunshot wound. And uh, so right now, as of right now, the uh, authorities are, are looking into it and they are ruling it to be a self-inflicting gunshot wound, a.k.a. suicide. Uh, so far, there hasn't been any other type of... Um, there hasn't been any other type of news about it just yet or information regarding this this tragedy. Uh, but so far, Lisa's manager, Roger Widunowski, uh, told TMZ, quote, She is completely heartbroken, inconsolable, and beyond devastated, but trying to stay strong for her 11-year-old twins and her oldest daughter, Riley. She adored that boy. He was the love of her life. Basically, this is in regards to how Lisa Marie Presley is feeling right now. So, again, condolences to her and her family. This, again, very, very tragic weekend uh, in the world of entertainment. In other entertainment news, Boy Meets World uh, actress Danielle Fischel apologizes to Trina McGee for being rude and cold. So, apparently, the Boy Meets World alum, uh, a.k.a. She, she played the actress, she played the role of Topanga, and uh, McGee played the role uh, the role of, um, of Sean Sean's uh, Sean Hunter's love interest Angela Moore on the show. Uh, Sean Hunter played by Ryder Strong. Uh, basically, 
um, McGee went ahead and posted a couple things regarding how the cast of Boy Meets World uh, had some racial slurs thrown against her back when she was uh, when she was on the show, and uh, you know she also mentioned how Danielle. Well, she didn't mention Danielle by name, but she did went ahead and said you know that that when she returned uh, after. 20 plus years, uh, you know, later from, you know, to, at, for the Girl Meets World, Boy Meets World reboot, revival, I, mean, I should say, that she was pretty much met with, uh, or she was pretty much greeted with blank cold stares. She went ahead and she posted a lot of this stuff on social media and she said, quote, called Aunt Jemima on set during hair and makeup, called a bitter B word when I quietly waited for my scene to finish rehearsing that was being effed up over and over due to episode featuring my character. Uh, told it was nice of you to join us like a stranger after 60 episodes. Uh, said happy hellos to be greeted with blank cold stares. This for believing in God in front of extras. Effery was real. All truth. Stayed nice, not mad. Just feeling free to comment on 20 plus years of disrespectful behavior. So... McGee definitely had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, resentment towards the show, to which basically Danielle Fassell owned up to it. She actually owned up to it, and uh, she went ahead and she posted on social media, and she said, "quote I owned at Real Trina McGee an apology for being rude, cold, and distant when she guest starred on Girl Meets World (GMW." Uh, her tweet regarding warm hellos being met with cold blank stares was about me. Trina and I spoke over a month ago, and she gracefully accepted my apology. So that that hatchet was buried right there. But there was another uh, co-star that she was a little bit resentful for. However, she did bury the hatchet with this co-star a long time ago, which is Will Friedel. and uh, he played uh, uh, he played Ben Savage's older brother on the show. Uh, ben Savage played Corey Matthews. Uh, Will Friedel played. Uh, the older brother Eric Matthews on the show and apparently he was the one that started the nickname of Aunt Jemima uh, towards McGee and uh, basically you know at the time according to McGee Fidel did apologize to her a few years ago but it wasn't she felt it wasn't a sincere apology it was more of a you know I'm, hey I'm sorry you know get over it type of thing but years later Will Fidel re-apologized again in a three page letter and basically saying that you know he he had a lot of time to actually realize what he had said was incredibly insensitive towards her uh she went ahead and set the record straight on social media and mcgee posted quote for the record will Fidel, the man responsible for aunt jemima gate apologized to me 22 years ago and again days ago in a three-page letter we talked more on it, and he acknowledged that he really wasn't educated enough in his early 20s to know he was truly offended. He, he was truly offending me. This should and could be a teaching moment for all, for all people of all races or different backgrounds. He has conveyed to me how much this has changed his perception of comedy and humanity. 
We all fall short of sensitivity at times, but let's be real on what extreme racism is. I believe extreme racism is when my grandfather had to leave South Carolina in the middle of the night because the clerk had given him the wrong change and he pointed this out to the white store owner and was threatened with lynching. Scuddy McGee left South Carolina that night for fear of his life, bringing his small family along with him to New Jersey. I'm not backing down on the truth. It stands. Will apologized to me and I forgave him. I then apologized to him for making the statements public because his joke came out of just not knowing, not viciousness, and he forgave me. That's what friends do. Now get back now get back to washing your hands and surviving this pandemic and let let love and hope be the next pandemic. Hashtag lose one friend, lose all friends, lose yourself. Hashtag Trina McGee. So apparently the 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 hatchet has been in fact buried between Will Friedell and Tina McGee and as well Danielle Fischel and uh, and Trina and, and Trina as well. So I mean, you know, it's all water under the bridge. But the one person that she has not heard back from since the show actually ended has been uh, Ben Savage, actually. He's the main star. And so far, they haven't really gotten any comment from Ben uh, regarding all this, uh, all the all the resentment that Trina has. So who knows what's going on with that? Maybe Ben will actually come out and say a few words, uh, you know, maybe address what's been going on, what what Trina has been feeling, you know, since the show has ended. In other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to finally get a chance to chat with uh, Dovely, who is an incredible musical talent. Uh, She has a brand new music video out right now from one of her songs called Be About It. And her story as to how she got to where she's at is incredible. Starting at the very young age of four years old, Music was already in her blood, and she already knew what she wanted to do. So on the Xander Effect, I have recording artist Dovely back on the Xander Effect. I mean, the last time we spoke, uh, you, you you were actually had just, uh, your mom actually had just recovered from COVID-19. It was a much more serious uh, situation back then. But now, thankfully, your mom has recovered. Dovely, how you doing? Yes, I am doing pretty good. I definitely can't complain. I consider myself very blessed considering uh, the circumstances of the world. And, you know, thankfully, my mom was sick back in early March. And um, it was a long recovery, but she has fully recovered. So I'm very thankful for that. But thanks for having me on the show. No, and thanks for coming back again. You know, uh, this time it's a little bit on a on a more positive uh, note. Uh, you know, you just came out with your music video, "Be About It," for your song, "Be About It," and the music video looks fantastic. But but we'll get to that in a second. The one thing that like it, it actually tripped me out because uh, during the Black Lives Matters protest, your mom and yourself were both uh, part of the protesters out in Los Angeles, in downtown Los Angeles. And it just so happened that I'm flipping through channels. I'm watching the news because I was actually I was actually monitoring the news the entire time. I was flipping through, you know, between Fox, between, you know, ABC, between KTLA, between all those channels. And then lo and behold, out of the thousands of protesters that were there, they decided to interview first your mom and then they interviewed you. And I know it was you, even though you were wearing your mask. 
I knew it's it was. Yeah. I was like, that's Dovely right there on TV. She's being interviewed right now by Fox. I mean, how in the world is that much of a coincidence? Yeah, I I don't really know. It's funny that you say you recognize me because I remember it was really hot that day and I had a hat on too. So I had a hat and a mask and I guess maybe, you know, my eyes are... Your eyes and your voice. I would, I, my voice yeah. is enough. <laughs> exactly. That's how I was. Rec that's how I recognized you. I was like, wait a minute. That I was like, that sounds like Dubly. Hold on. Yeah. Take the mask off. Yeah, that's her. Oh my God, that's freaking Dubly. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it's uh, it's kind of weird how that happened. First off, I had no idea it was Fox News in particular or <laughs> what station it was. Um, and ironically. Funny, yeah, 100%. And also, I've been to some other protests in the past over the last few years. And something that I've learned to do, just because sometimes you never know who's there, you might get someone to interview you randomly. So I remember on the way there, I went with my friend Jennifer, and with my mom to the uh, Black Lives Matter protest in downtown LA. And I was like, okay, guys, if someone were to ask you you know, why are you here? What would you say? And I remember saying that and being like, okay, guys, we need to have a plan. And it just so happens that we're, you know, it, it's so true. We were in downtown LA. There had to have been thousands of people there. And someone was doing an interview and they were kind of close to us and they saw my mom and interviewed my mom and then interviewed me, pretty much just asking like why we, why we were there. And, you know, I said that, you know, we're here, um, for peaceful protests, you know, we're there because of the institutionalized racism in America and how, you know, things are shifting and, and uh, you know, it's 100% peaceful protests and we were there for a good reason. So, I mean, in the end, I'm, I think it was good. It was, it was kind of funny that you sent the message or you sent me a message. I remember like 30 seconds after I did the interview, like, I just saw you on Fox and I was like, oh shoot, was it Fox? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I had no clue. And then you're not the only person that said that. There was two other people that said that. And yeah, I guess they kept playing like the little clip yeah. of me speaking. Yeah, every for like uh, you know at the top of the hour for about maybe the first half of the of the of the early afternoon. Uh, whenever a, the top of the hour came for a brand new news or whatever, they would play uh, clips of all the protesters they had interviewed and you just kept on popping up for, yeah. for for a good three or four hours so you got a lot of free publicity right there, there you go. I, guess, I guess so. <laughs> I didn't, that was not my intention but hey there you go well i was happy because i know um uh you know i was happy to to have a good response because i know when you're nervous and suddenly someone's interviewing you it's very easy to trip on your words mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah well, yeah you definitely you definitely said uh you know you definitely had a good response enough for fox to keep on looping you in their montage of, of clips you know at the top of every hour so yeah you definitely you definitely said something you know that uh that hit home but Man, I mean, I got to ask, I mean, with, with all that stuff that was going on, I mean, you, you, you know, unfortunately, we just found out that a lot, of, uh, a lot of people that have had COVID can get it again. Were you nervous at all? Were you and your mom nervous at all? Because, you know, there was a lot of people. And unfortunately, yeah. they're saying that there's a surge, you know, because of what was going on. A lot of people weren't wearing masks at the protests. Mm. A lot of people were not being, you know, obviously you can't practice social distancing when you're protesting. And that was about 50,000 Los Angelinos that were out yeah. there 
And, you know, just in Los Angeles alone, I mean, imagine the entire country. Were you were you nervous at all about maybe getting relapsed or anything like that? Or were you not even thinking? Um, honest, honestly, I wasn't super nervous. I know, you know, COVID-19 is such a new disease that we don't really know for sure if you can get it again or how many strains of it it is or if you get one strain if that means you're going to be immune if you're exposed to other strains but i can say when i was there um i had a mask on i'd say 90 at least 90 percent if not more had masks on as well like everyone you know was socially distant like i wasn't really close to a bunch of strangers or anything especially not without a mask and um and also it was outdoors so i know they're saying uh, one of the main ways it spreads is it spreads more indoors when the air is still mm-hmm. but you know being outside um the breeze and uh, yeah it's a less likelihood that you can get anything that way yeah so i mean i wasn't as worried about that but honestly i was just i was really compelled to go and be part of what was going on you know i'm a multi-ethnic i'm I'm black, white, and I'm Latino, so, or Latinx. My mom is uh, Afro-Latina. She's from Panama. Oh, Panama. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. She's from Panama, and so she speaks uh, Spanish as her first language. And, you know, she moved to America when she was 18, but at the same time, you look at her, and, you know, she's a dark-skinned, a black Mm -hmm. woman. So for me, growing up in America, I experienced, like, kind of a combination of everything. I mean. I know a good bit about, you know, the black community, the Latinx community and the white community and the country. And I, I feel like I've, uh, I kind of have, uh, you know, some, some privilege because I'm, you know, half white as far as being lighter skin that, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, it's important that we get out there. And, and I feel like I have, you know, I have the, the ability to kind of cross over and, and talk to different types of people from all different backgrounds and say, you know, the experiences that, you know, we have as minorities and why, you know, it's important to stand up and and protest the things that are going on right now. So I felt compelled, like I have to go because of this, not only that, but my dad is also a a former police officer Mm. that's currently serving in Iraq, like right now. So I'm like, okay, well, I have kind of a unique story to tell where I, you know, I understand what it's like, you know, having black brothers that I fear for their life. But at the same time, my dad is a police officer. So, you know, I feel like you see both sides of the coin. Yeah, exactly. And, and I can relate with, you know, multiple sides of, you know, the arguments going on. So I was like, okay, it's important for me to go out there and share my experience and be able to speak to a police officer. I know I'm not as worried about being shot or, or killed because of, you know, my privilege of being a, you know, a lighter skinned woman of color, as well as having a father who's in the police. And he taught me kind of, Hey, this is how you act with the police. So, yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, I, I know COVID is killing people and it's a, a hard time in this, country the a hard time the country's going through but i felt like i needed to go out and protest and uh speak to people and and you know i feel like we have to have a dialogue right now about the real issues that you know we face in this country and and you had you had a very uh a very unfortunate 
uh, incident happened with your mom? Because I watched the interview on Fox and it was a very unfortunate incident that happened with your mom, you know, regarding a neighbor calling the police on your mother. And oh, that, 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 that's something, you know, encountering Karens like that is mm -hmm. just insane. But, you know, I mean, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you're both, you know, uh, you know, well, I mean, I bet you were, I bet you were so excited when your mom was given the okay for you to be able to give her a hug again. Oh my God. I remember the first hug I gave my mom. It was, I mean, I see her a lot and we're yeah. very close. She's, uh, she's part of my management team and my career. And she, you know, she's someone I talk to every day. So even after uh, she got out of the hospital, she was still in quarantine and I was still looking after her. So, but I couldn't physically, mm -hmm hug her yeah i remember you taught you, you know. told i remember uh you mentioned that that it, that you couldn't you couldn't uh have a physical have physical contact with her for about a month yeah so it was i mean the first hug i gave her it was very long and it felt really good so wow. that's i'm you know. so i'm so so happy uh for both of you and i'm happy that you guys are doing well so you know now we now you could get back to focusing back on music again which you're doing fantastic and you know I, I brought you back on here because the first time, like I said, the first time was a, was a little bit of a darker interview because of everything you were going through. I mean, it was positive, but at the same time, because of your experience, but at the same time, it was darker because of what was because of the reason. But now, you know, it's a lighter side. And now I get to actually chat with you about how in the, how did you get started in the music industry? Because you started <laughs> pretty much at you started playing the, you know, kind of dabbling with the piano at the age of four years old. I mean, yeah. apparently you knew that you always wanted to be in music and, and you're not even from California, you're from uh, originally from uh, Boston. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I music has always been something that I love to do, something that I all I've I've written songs pretty much as long as I can remember. Like, I think I wrote my first song at like three or four years old. I got really into playing piano. Actually, the story of why I wanted to play piano is kind of a funny story if you want to hear go it, for uh, it an abridged version of it yeah i remember i was uh i was in church and i remember there was this kid that was playing heart and soul on the piano it's like you know that yeah yeah so he was playing that on piano and i remember thinking it was like the coolest thing that you could play this on a musical instrument and i remember going up to him and saying hey could you teach me how to play that L lucky and he wasn't playing he, chopsticks oh i know right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he he was like oh let me teach you how to play this and then he tried but then my hands were so small because i was like a child you know i was four years old it was so hard for me you know my hands mm -hmm. were tiny mm -hmm. and i just remember him saying your hands are too small you're you'll never be able to play uh... and i was like oh never <laughs> Oh, you, you don't say a that. stubborn woman that I am, which apparently <laughs> even, I have been my entire life. I, I was about life. to say, even at the age of four already. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to prove him wrong. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to play this song. And to this day, I can play heart and soul like a 10, 20 different styles of that same song. Nice. That was kind of my, my foundation for the interest in piano. And then um, from piano, I got into... Actually, the piano, how I got into doing music production was I had um, I had some some friends I grew up with, my mom's best friend's kids. Um, their names were Wesley and Silas, and they were 
doing music production and rapping. And so they were like kind of these cool rap kids that I knew. And uh, they would, Wesley would call me and say, hey, Dovely, could you come and uh, play piano on the track? Because I got, after uh, Heart and Soul, I got into playing classical piano. So I would go over there and, you know, play like cool classical piano on their tracks. And then he'd make the beat and make it sound cool. And I remember being like, I want to learn how to do that too. Um, so when I was about 11 years old, I asked for um, Fruity Loops mm -hmm. so I could produce my own music. And then from there, you know, I, I got into producing tracks and playing more instruments for the tracks and to recording vocals and to producing vocals. And yeah, that's uh, kind of how I got into all that. And then um, when I was about 14 years old is when I moved to Los Angeles with my mom to uh, pursue a career in the music industry. Yeah, I was going to ask, how was that, how was that transition uh, coming from Boston uh, to Los Angeles? I mean, for me, it was super exciting. I Growing up in, in Boston, where I lived, it was actually uh, Winchester, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a cool city, but, you know, it's I for me, I, I like adventure and excitement, and so does my mom. So actually, when my one of my brothers graduated, my older brother, not the oldest, but the one right older than me, when he graduated high school and went to college, was when we made the move to Los Angeles. And I could see my mom was like, excited and and wanted a change in her life and you know i wanted to move to hollywood and have this cool exciting life where i could make music and you know the sky was the limit so what i mean when we came to la it was super fun and i mean you know it's been a roller coaster but uh zero regrets yeah, and, and you know what? You've been doing very well. I mean, I know that you, not only do you produce, you, you write and you sing your music and everything, you also direct your music videos. I remember when I met you, because we met at a red carpet event uh, a few months back, and I remember when I met you, you said that you wanted to be uh, the female Jay-Z of the music industry. That, those are some pretty big shoes to fill right there. Yeah, no, definitely. My goal is, you know, not only to be an artist and like just a creative person, but also having a company where I can work with other creative people and, you know, help them on their careers. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist that likes to create art and help artists. No, that's, and that's also, that's also very important. Right. That's also very important to have, but you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you know, it's, it's not impossible. It's definitely not impossible. I mean, you can go ahead and I mean, nowadays, especially right now with COVID-19, with everything that's going on, I'm sure that, you know, you've been able to showcase, you know, a lot of your music and, you know, be able to establish your platform as a producer, director, etc. you know, especially right now in the face of this pandemic. Yes. I mean, a hundred percent. It's, well, it's uh, kind of interesting, the music video that we just put out, um, Be About It, it was a video uh, that I actually had shot back in February. So we shot it before COVID even happened. Um, so the footage was just kind of sitting there. And, you know, because of what had happened with my mom and personally and kind of 
our business and the world, I kind of uh, put it to the back burner and I was just focused on, you know, just being, trying to stay positive and uh, generally in my life. Uh, but then, you know, kind of when I was able to get through kind of my biggest fears as far as like the health of my mom, um, I was like, you know, I have this footage, I have, I have these, these seeds that we planted, um, you know, I kind of was like, hey, let's, let's finish those things. And honestly, in the beginning, I was a little hesitant as far as putting content out with the state of the world, like I felt kind of bad. But then again, I realized that now is a good time to put out stuff that can really speak to people, mm -hmm. um, which is what I think the song is. The, the new song, sorry, I just realized, I don't even know if I truly answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> I just might be going on my own tangent that has nothing to that's do with it. Do you know what, that's fine. It, it has, <laughs> no, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, it's okay. You know, we're all allowed to go ahead and go off on our own tangents here and there. <laughs> I mean, obviously your actions speak louder than your words anyway. I mean, you know, in, in a yeah. sense, you know, my question is a little bit rhetorical because it's obvious that you've been using, you know, this this pandemic as a platform to go ahead and showcase your music. I mean, you're doing it with your music yeah. videos. So, yes. no, I mean, that's. And, and yeah, 100%. Like I said, at, in the beginning, I was kind of hesitant if I should be putting out content considering the state of the world but i spoke to a good amount of friends and they're like no you know we want cool stuff that can motivate people us. need this yeah exactly yeah. so i was like okay well let me make sure the content i do put out is relevant or can speak to people considering the circumstances like right now is not the time really for a musician to put out you know a song about like the being at a party with you know, a thousand of friends. Like now's not the time. Of course. But, but, you know, now's the time, I think, to kind of put out music that could speak to, you know, people that are, you know, more introspective stuff. I don't know. And the visual. Well, the vision that you have in this video is basically that is, is just basically, you know, no, nothing can stop you. Dreams can come true. You just have to be about it pretty much. And, 100%. and that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's half of a saying, you know, that I used to, that I used to hear when I was younger, that, that pretty much I heard a lot of people say this is don't talk about it, be about it, you yes. know, and that's, and that's, you know, pretty much what you showcase in this music video, as I've seen, you know, you have a guy that pretty much works a nine to five that wants to be a drummer. So, you know, he picks up a couple of sticks and starts just going away, going crazy on a drum set. You have a young girl that is suffering through, uh, you know, through, uh, through, uh, you know, she's, she's uh, intimidated by talking to a guy when she's jogging, you know, she's kind of feeling bad about herself. And then she's like, you know, you come in and you're like, just be about it. Just go ahead and talk to the guy. You never know. And it turns out that the guy's actually interested in her anyway. He was just like, man, she's got to like have more confidence. So the entire video is basically about Aww. having confidence in yourself, you know, Thank, you know, it means so much to me that that message came across because, you know, when you create content and when I wrote the, uh, the script for the video, you know, it's, it's different between, cause, cause that's exactly what I wrote. I wanted it to be, just be about, 
you know, different people going through things in their life where they need to, you know, have the confidence. It's really confidence in themselves to take action. And that's exactly what this what that video was. I mean, you have you have a young barista that basically like she knows how to dance. She's probably out here, you know, in the big city trying to make it as a dancer. And then, you know, you you're looking for dancers. She comes in. She blows everybody away by her dancing because she has the confidence to do it. And that's, you know, that's pretty much it. The video is amazing. The video is great. Uh, you know, you look fantastic in a very, very, uh, very fashionable in the video. Almost, almost, almost superhero-esque in a sense. Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've heard from a few people. And I'll, I'll take it. I'll gladly be a, a superwoman. <laughs> which is which which is actually very interesting because I've seen a couple of your other music videos and uh, you 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 have pigeons in a couple of music videos. <laughs> I'm like that's yeah. that's a very uh very interesting music video there. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what it is like what I find so I, all of the more recent videos I've done I've directed all of them. Mm -hmm. And so kind of what I challenge myself as a director when I'm writing video content for my own content i try to think kind of like what when i was writing the song do i mean and then i try to take the story two steps away from that there so i'm like okay if i the story's about this let me think of how a, to describe it in this way slash this way slash this way but anyways to to kind of show you an example is the song be about or uh everywhere which is the one where we have like the bird heads in it mm -hmm. the song is pretty much just and just, about, and, and just and just so people know they're not real bird heads they're they're, no, they're no, costume kind of bird like heads a, yeah it's like a costume <laughs> where everyone in the video except for me has like the same bird head right mm -hmm. so the meaning behind it is the the song is, is saying that I see you everywhere. Like I love, I love this person, and because I love them, I see them in everything I do. That's what the song is about. It's called Everywhere, and so everywhere you look, you see this person. So I was like, okay, well, let me think of kind of an abstract way of saying that. And I was like, okay, well, if you see someone, and suddenly you see them in everything you do, right? Every. Mm -hmm it's like you're seeing their face on everyone in the world so i was like okay well what if in the video the person i'm in love with is like bird man like this dude <laughs> that's a bird right and uh, because of it everywhere i go is also has the same bird face on it so that's why if you see the video it's like i'm walking through like a park and i see like a couple with kids and all of them have that same bird head because think about it like if you're in love with someone and you know suddenly you're walking down the street and you see a happy couple then you're like oh well i could see that that being me and this person together and that could be our kids you know or mm -hmm. let's say you're driving down the street and you know you know you see someone in a car you're like oh the person i love would like that car so then you're subconsciously envisioning them in that car so that's the story behind the video it's just kind of like you know everywhere you go you see this person because they're in, you know, they're in your They're home. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, that's kind of the, the video. And I was like, okay, abstract. So let's just create kind of some cool scenarios. Like, oh, I'm out with a bunch of my girlfriends, right? But all my girlfriends remind me of 
the Birdman, and so all my <laughs> girlfriends are the Birdman like this, too. This like, is like this damn bird won't go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, I'm at a party and I'm DJing and like everywhere and everyone is and, 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 and of course, and, and of course, a person wearing a bird, you know, a bird, you know, head. Um, would definitely stand out in, at a party. I, I would think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Dead Mouse, you know, goes ahead and wears that Dead Mouse hat all over the place, he definitely stands out. So yeah. you know, Birdman can as well. But exactly. That's <laughs> but I, crazy on that video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, one of my favorite songs of yours, which I played on the Xander Effect numerous times, has been Ricochet. Um, <laughs> It's a really beautiful song. I, I have to say that it's very, it's very soft. It's very tender. And, it, you know, I mean, talk to me a little bit about Ricochet. What inspired you to write that song? Yeah, definitely. Ricochet is pretty much a song that's about the power of reciprocal love, of mm -hmm. love that you give, but love that you also receive and how important it is to also receive love when you give it. I feel like a lot of times, you know, you, some people can get in relationships where, I know I've been in relationships where, you know, you're giving and giving and giving and, and you feel like you're not getting anything back. And so Ricochet is just talking about the power, you know, of, of being with someone who's not afraid to love you. Like you not being afraid to love someone and them not being afraid to love you and then all of the great things that you could do together if you let down your guard and you just support each other. I'm an I'm an optimist, as you can see, and I'm a no. Get out of here! Stop. Well, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, you know what? Whatever, whatever inspires you to write great music, that's 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 all that matters. That's all that matters at the end of the day. And you obviously have a lot of inspiration. Uh, to write what you write. I mean, you have inspiration all over the place. I mean, you don't stop. And that's something that's always important when it comes to a creative mind. At least that's, at least that's what I think in my, in my own opinion. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But, <laughs> something, something, a kind of funny story I can tell you about the newest song, Be About It, was I wrote that song to myself. Like, really? uh, I wrote it about a year ago when I was kind of looking at, I was like, okay, Dudley, you're a musician. You're, you're, you're saying that you, you want to do all these great things in your life, but what are you really doing? I was straight up having like, you know, an internal dialogue with myself where I was like, okay, you say that you want to have all this stuff, but you're not doing shit right now. So mm -hmm. what are you going to do? You need to stop dreaming and you need to be about it. And I literally wrote this song to myself when I was feeling like kind of bummed out because, you know, I was in the process of trying to negotiate like a record deal and it wasn't working out. And then in the end, I, uh, you know, I just, long story short, I was able to get uh, my own distribution deal for the record label. So everything worked out in the, the end for the best because I was kind of like, okay, time to create my own opportunities. If I want to be, you know, a musician, recording artist with my own label and my own boss, then like I need to be about it. So then I did, I wrote the, the song, I put together the business plans and negotiated some deals and 
yeah, you had to be about it. So I literally wrote the song to me when I was in a rut, trying to convince myself to get out of the rut. And that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And you know what? I mean, even though you wrote that song last year, and even though uh, you just barely... Actually, it was a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, because last year is when we got the distribution deal. So I'd say it was probably November 20... 18 was when the song was actually written well i mean regardless even though it was that long ago i mean you premiering the music video now is actually very much needed because even though we're in this pandemic right now it doesn't really need it doesn't it doesn't mean that the world stops you have to continue doing what you're doing in order to be what you want to be and so that song resonates with a lot of people currently right now trying to think, okay, I'm stuck at home. I can't do anything. I can't do this. Or maybe I can, but can I? You know, I mean, it's like, there's always that question that lingers right now is that whether or not they can do certain things that otherwise, you know, they, they would be able to do on a normal level. So yeah. this song kind of pushes people. It's like, no, don't, don't let this pandemic stop you. You just keep doing what you're doing and be about it. Exactly. I'd like to say that right now, you know, in order for things to change, things change. And I feel like right now in the world, there is a huge change, a huge shift, like with COVID, with, you know, the protests, uh, the, you know, political unrest and all this stuff going on in the country. It's, you know, things are shifting the, in the world. And with the shift, it gives us an opportunity personally to make some big changes in our lives as well. So I'd like to think that maybe the song, you know, will help motivate and help encourage some people that are thinking like, hey, should I finally take that chance that I've been thinking about for so long, whether it be pursuing like a passion or maybe going to school and learning something new or, you know, putting yourself out there that I feel like now is like a great opportunity. You know, I feel like there's gonna be like an AC and a BC. It's gonna be like everything before Corona and after Corona, you know, (laughs) that that society is gonna shift. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone remembers what life was like before the world we're in now. And imagine, you know, what the world is now, so. And that's the truth. That's actually very true because right now, Man, things are definitely shifting. Uh, People are going to, I mean, it's crazy. On social media, I saw for the first time a Dodger game with nobody, like with no crowd. And you know what? Even though it was a very interesting game to watch because, you you, you know, you you saw that it was one of those things where it's like you felt like it was a high school game or something with only a few people there. You, you could kind of tell that having people in the crowds really does bring the life into the sport and without them it just seems very eerie so yeah it's definitely the world is definitely shifting and that's something that i I, you know in a sense i believe we needed that we needed that kick kick in the ass in order for us to appreciate the the smaller things that we really take for granted you know and and i always said and i said that i'm one of my past uh, in one of my past uh, podcasts as well and it continues on to be true today as it was that when this pandemic first started so, it, you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm happy that you continue to, to you know, create content. And I got to tell you, your music, your music is something, it brings me back to, to the 90s. 
you have a very 90s feel to your music like dance like it's it's like kind of got like that this dance music type of feel to it that hasn't been around in 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 decades and it's like thank you that's a compliment yeah you're no and it's it's meant to be one because i mean you know seriously like you're when i heard your music the first time i was like wow i feel like i'm transported back to the 90s it sounds like dance music from the 90s you know i mean and you're bringing it back you're actually bringing it back so i mean was that what you're were going for initially 100 percent. well i've uh recently i've in the last i don't know 10 plus years i got really into doing electronic music mm-hmm. and then more recent you know i had been djing as well and i love djing like house music is my favorite type of music to dj and honestly the music that i listened to growing up was you know 90s vocal house which was just like you know kind of big vocals and like really danceable stuff that just made you feel good and you know, pretty much for this project, I was like, hey, I want to create some music like that, some stuff that it was like, what made me fall in love with electronic music in the first place was, you know, the music my mom would play when I was a kid. And she was like, you know, like, going to the club or whatever, the party <laughs> as a kid. I just remember this stuff being so cool. And just, uh, you know, it just made me happy. And for me, it's very nostalgic as far as like, yeah, what, what my, my mom listened to when I was a kid and what I would dance to. That's why I love, uh, you know, I grew up with Whitney Houston and, and, uh, you know, Celine Dion and vocals. And then I got, you know, so. I mean, I, I, I I just, I had, I had CC Peniston on the show not too long ago you oh, know, and I, and, I, and I play, and I play finally every once in a while on the show as oh, well. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, so oh, that's what, that's why when I heard your song, it reminds me more, it reminds me of a mixture of CC Peniston and Sade. Dude, I will take that. Like that's the mixture that I kind of hear in my head. I will gladly take that. Cause you had that soft, that soft tone like Sade, but you had that dance feel of CC Peniston. So, I mean, you have, you kind of have a combination of the two and you're doing fantastic. I mean, you're, you got content coming out and, uh, you know, you continue to work really hard. You're a very hard worker. I know that because I've, I've spoken to you before, uh, both, you know, through an, through, you know, with the interview that we did before and, you know, uh, behind the scenes and everything. And you're, you're a really hard worker. You don't stop. So that's amazing that you continue to do that. Right now, with what's going on, you know, have you been, have you thought about maybe doing a few concerts or have you done a few concerts on, on Instagram Live or on Facebook Live or maybe do, because I know there's a lot of DJs that actually spin, yeah. uh, you know, on Facebook Live and everything. Have you been doing anything like that? You know, I haven't really been doing tons of live performances online. I guess for me right now, I'm uh, I'm trying to create content, and um, I mean I, I should be doing more live performances. I I'm not, but I definitely should be. I guess for me that's still also kind of newer, and and even though I I just put out this video and put out this song, kind of what I was saying earlier, this was stuff that I had done back in early February, and we were planning on putting out in March. So I am, you know, this is, this is some content that I did before COVID. So now, you know, the thought of putting new content out and creating something new in this moment is something that I'm just starting to kind of 
open up to. So yeah, I'm definitely planning on doing some live stream performances. Um, I'm also planning on shooting another music video probably in about a week. That's kind of a different video, a travel, kind of like a travel vlog video type of thing where, you know, going on a trip and filming that kind of, you know, fun things that you could do, um, you know, by yourself and just kind of experiencing the world. But yeah, I mean, as far as doing live performances, live DJ streams, that's definitely, I see that in the future. I would say probably coming for me more like in the spring, or I mean, more like in the fall mm -hmm. than currently the summer, I would probably be doing some more performances. So I guess you just have to stay tuned. But until then, definitely ex expect more content, more songs, more music videos. I just want to make sure when I do the live performances that, you know, I'm really putting on a good show, which maybe I don't have to. Maybe I should just be... Uh, doing some acoustic, smaller production type shows. Oh, no, 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 no. See, Dudley doesn't do that. Nah, Dudley <laughs> has to go. She either goes big or she doesn't go at all, okay? That's what Dudley does, all right? I guess maybe, <laughs> you're right. That's, that's probably what's stopping me. I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I've seen some really big DJs doing some, like, cool uh, live stream shows, and they're, like, you know, super fun. And uh, But I guess for me, I, I kind of want to do, like, yeah, you're right. Like, go big. Like, I want to do like a full show. So when I'm thinking about doing a live performance, I'm like, I want to put on a show. Like, I saw something amazing. I don't know if you saw this video that Rufus Dussault did in hmm. Joshua Tree. I think I did see it. I think I think oh. it was streaming through uh, social media. Oh, it was so dope. Like, it was, uh, you know, they had the band. Sorry. Um, they, the band went to Joshua Tree. and you know, I'm pretty sure they were supposed to be performing at Coachella or going on tour or something. So instead of canceling their, their show altogether, you know, they went to the middle of the desert, had a great sound system and just lights and they lit up all of Joshua Tree. But technically it was just the three of them performing, you know, for no one. But it was, you know, the production and the lighting, it was like the sunset in Joshua Tree and like, a thousand lights and I'm like in my head I'm like that's what I want to do if I'm going to do like a performance <laughs> I want it to be like you know something that's kind of like groundbreaking or you know that's something really completely different from everybody else yeah not that there's anything wrong with what a lot of people are doing I think it's incredible um I just think you know you have to do what you're comfortable with and um like you said, I guess I'm I'm more of a go big or go home type of girl. No, that's and that's awesome. I mean, I look forward to seeing something like that. So I which brings me to my next question. Uh, after COVID, after they, you know, because we all know this isn't going to be forever, that we're going to be stuck at home. We're going to be quarantined forever. We're going to be wearing masks forever. We all know that eventually this has to end. And once it does, what do you have planned to do after everybody you know we're able to go to concerts again we're able to have normality you know you know come back again well i can definitely say this kind of what i was just saying was that you know i'm finally back at like being creative again i'm i'm working on some new music as well so definitely hopefully 2021 if not 2022 there will definitely be a tour 
Um, and, you know, I'll probably, I still have more music to put out from this album. So there's still definitely going to be a bunch more music coming out in the next year. Um, I'm also working on a new TV series as well. Wow. So, you know, you'll be able to see some great music in the series as well as, um, you know, for the, this album, Beautiful Chaos, which all the music that I put out is from that upcoming album. But like I said, I'm working on a, a new album as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll pretty consistently have some cool new music constantly coming out and, you know, some new uh, television content as well. Is this, is this new show reality-based or is it scripted? It is not. It's scripted. So pretty much I, I have one show that we shot the pilot for already called Festival Season. Mm -hmm. And the show, you know, it was about a girl who started a production company that they were going to produce, you know, a big music festival. And it's, it's a satire. It's kind of like The Office meets Parks and Rec, but it's about a music festival production company. So we shot the pilot for that. It's really fun, really funny. And I've gotten lots of interest from networks for picking it up. But because of COVID, considering uh, the climate of the world, you know, that show might not be the most relevant because obviously people aren't going to music festivals right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have a new, uh, a new TV show that I just started developing with my team um, that will probably be shooting. Um, something for it in the next few months. So I'll I'll, I'll keep you posted once there's uh, more news. Please do so. Talk. Please do so because I look forward to anything new you got coming out. And I got to ask you again. I've asked you this before, but I'll ask you it again. How can people stalk you on social media? Hey, you can stalk me at Dovely Music pretty much across the board. That's D-O-V-L-E-Y. Uh, my Instagram is Dovely Music. Uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube is Dovely. Um, yeah, you can just search D-O-V-L-E-Y on Spotify, Amazon, uh, Apple Music, everything, and check out the music and check out the videos. And um, yeah. What about TikTok? Have you done TikTok yet? TikTok, yes. I am on TikTok as well. Dovely Music. Nice, nice. I, I'm actually going to go ahead and add you on TikTok because I want to see what you got going on right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. TikTok is I a place where, <laughs> to be, well, people tend to like use TikTok to really showcase their talent and you're already talented as it is. So I'm kind of curious to see what else you got on TikTok. You're so like, sweet. You know, I'm not going to lie. I have not been the biggest TikToker. I do know I, I did it. <laughs> I have I. like, I think, two videos for four. my- <laughs> oh, that's more than me. I had a, we did have a TikTok challenge for one of my songs to Prism. So we had, um, I think maybe a hundred or so people did like, it was called a TikTok tinfoil challenge mm -hmm. where pretty much everyone, uh, like the beginning of the video, you were just regular. And then, you know, when the beat dropped, you were covered in tinfoil. So that was a lot of fun. Um, you can check that out. Nice. Yeah, I, I need to get more into TikTok. I have, I haven't really. Uh, That's the new Instagram. Yes. TikTok is, is definitely the new Instagram, and I mean, there's been rumors that they uh, they were supposed to actually ban TikTok for many yeah. negative reasons that are going on, which is very unfortunate because it's actually a really good platform for a lot of talented individuals. But yeah. we'll see what happens I, with that in the near in, in the future. Hopefully, yeah, they I've don't. heard it's 
I've heard it's because it's a, it's a Chinese owned uh, company and technically they have like all of the personal information from like millions of Americans. I've heard, I've heard worse than that. I've heard that it has to do with children. Uh, You know, I actually, I heard this from another person that uh, from, from, from a third party saying that her friend's eight year old daughter was on TikTok pretty much talking about her sex life at eight years old. Oh, no. I was like, no, 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 no. And there was actually like, you know, older perverts on there, pedophiles that were actually asking her to take her top off, all this stuff. And she was doing it, according, oh, to, what, to, according to what she had told me. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. So I was just like, well, I, and I've heard that from other people as well, that a lot of young children are getting on there and predators are just preying on them on TikTok and they're allowing it. So there's yeah, got to be terrifying. Yeah, that's 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 definitely yeah, that's very scary. But hopefully, uh, TikTok will go ahead and start actually policing that. Definitely policing that, you know, and making sure that they get a those children off TikTok, and b they get those pedophiles off TikTok as well. So you know, hopefully they'll yeah. go ahead and do that. But other than that, I mean. You know, I'm so happy, you know, as far as you're concerned, I'm so happy that, you know, you're doing well. I'm happy your mother's doing well. I look forward to so much, so many more projects coming from your camp, Dovely, you know, and, you know, I'm just looking forward to the future with you. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I always have a great time. Thank you so much, Dovely, for being on the Xander Effect. Love having you on here. Hopefully, we'll have you on again very soon. Up next, here is Be About It by the lovely Dovely, right here on the Xander Effect.
that was Be About It by Dovely. And, of course, thank you so much, Dovely, for being on the Xander Effect. Appreciate your time. Hopefully, we'll have you back on here very soon. In sports, Russell Westbrook has tested positive for COVID-19. The Houston Rockets guard says that basically, you know, he's feeling well. And he was actually supposed to go, uh, you know, uh, he was supposed to go and join his teammates for the NBA bubble down in Orlando. But right before he was about to, he was set to fly out. That's when he got, when he contracted the virus. He went ahead and he posted on social media and said, quote, I tested positive for COVID-19 prior to my team's departure to Orlando. I'm currently feeling well, quarantined, and looking forward to rejoining my teammates when I am cleared. Thank you all for the well wishes and continued support. Please take this virus seriously. Be safe. Mask up. Hashtag why not. So, unfortunately, uh, Russell will not be joining his teammates uh, in Orlando, at least not uh, right now, not, in, not until he gets better. And, of course, as we all know, this virus does take a toll on a person's body. So, hopefully, he will get better. Uh, but who knows if he'll be able to participate in uh, the current, uh, the current uh, NBA bubble that the NBA has, has uh, made for its players to keep them safe and to somehow continue the season uh, during this pandemic. So we'll see what happens with that. In other sports news, it looks like the Washington Redskins are going to be changing their name and logo. Uh, and uh, the Navajo Nation suggests the Code Talkers. That's going to be uh, that they're suggesting, they're giving suggestions as to uh, the new name for the NFL franchise. And, uh, you know, right now, I mean, that, that's really, that's really good because uh, to be honest with you, this name, uh, the Redskins, has been has been something that uh, a lot of Native Americans have took offense to. As far as the football team is concerned, they have uh, they have done protests for many years, uh, and you know, pretty much it had fallen on deaf ears up until recently, when you know, like when there there has been an uprise in uh, racial equality, and also uh, a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, you know, a lot of it having to do, obviously, with the Black Lives Matter movement. So a lot of other, you know, a lot of other uh, cultures are trying to also get their voices heard as well. Even though they have been protesting for many years as well, uh, they are also trying to uh, receive equality too, you know, during this time of, uh, you know, of, of, of protests and many people trying to make things right, you know, for the world as far as as equality goes. So the Navajo Nation is actually applauding this, th their decision. And they said, quote, July 13th, 2020 is now a historic day for all indigenous people around the world. The NFL Washington-based team officially announced the retirement of the racist and disparaging Redskins team name and logo. For generations, this team name and logo has misrepresented the true history and events that define the term Redskins. Renaming the team code, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, renaming the team Code Talkers to honor the Navajo Code Talkers and other tribal nations who used their sacred language to help win World War II would set the team on a path to restoring its reputation and correcting the historical misrepresentation of indigenous people. So, 
the Navajo Nation is very proud of this day. I'm actually very happy to hear this as well. Um, and to be honest, it, you know, I mean, th- this this is a long time coming for, for many cultures that have shown disrespect to many, uh, uh, I'm sorry, for many uh, cultures that have been shown, I should say, disrespect by, by uh, you know, many of these organizations. It's about time that they finally started making some changes. Although, if I were the Navajo Nation, I wouldn't really uh, help out, you know, uh, Washington very much because their team isn't exactly, didn't exactly do too well last season. Let's see if maybe with a brand new name, they actually do better this season. We'll see what happens when NFL, when NFL football season begins. If, of course, it even begins. Right now, it's still all up in the air. Coming up next in video game news, uh, Microsoft has announced a brand new uh, simu- uh, flight simulator. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Laced in Blues Wake Up, right here on the Xander Effect. Sometimes I feel the need to wrap my mind around things. It all feels like a dream. I wonder what it all means. Sometimes inside, I feel the need to stop time. I try not to rewind. Slowing down does just fine. Stop and take a look from another perspective. Is it what you expected? Make the call manifested.
yo, sweet world, what's good with yourselves? This is your boy, Twizz a White Piece, and guess what? You're listening to that super saucy show known as The Xander Effect. So make sure you tune in, turn up, and turn out for my boy Xander. You feel me? The Xander Effect. You did.
right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, Microsoft has announced a flight simulator. Uh, they announced the release date, which is going to be August 18th. And this flight simulator has three different editions that have been announced. Now, this is going to be uh, the, the releases of, uh, for August 18th is for the PC. And pre-orders are available beginning today. Uh, they basically announced that the three different versions of the Flight Simulator are going to be a standard edition, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator Deluxe and Microsoft Flight Simulator Premium Editions. Now, the standard edition is going to cost about $59.99, and that includes 20 highly detailed planes, 30 handcrafted airports. Uh, that's going to be for that one, and it's going to be also also included in there is going to be part of the Xbox uh, Game Pass uh, for PC on day one. Now, the Deluxe Edition basically includes everything from the Standard Edition, uh, but it also adds an additional five aircraft and five international airports, and it is going to cost $89.99. The Premium Edition is going to be building on the Deluxe Edition, which basically includes includes everything from the standard and deluxe and they will also be adding 10 additional plan, uh, plans 10 international airports for a total of 35 planes and 45 handcrafted airports now i gotta tell you this is a very large file so it's gonna be 150 gigabytes uh, to, to, in order to be able to play and install this game. So <laughs> it's it's definitely going to be a large file, but according to reports, it'll be worth it all the way. You know, so definitely check out that one. Again, it comes out August 18th. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening to the Xander Effect. Uh, again, I will be taking a break for a little while, not too long. Gonna, you know, take a little time off here to go ahead and uh, give you guys, you know, start setting up some new stuff for everybody. Uh, hopefully, you know, when I come back and I bring in uh, some new uh, new, uh, new things, you guys will enjoy it as much as you have enjoyed this podcast so far. Consider this a mid-season finale, you might say, but don't worry, I will be back again with some new guests, with some new music, and of course, with everything involving energy entertainment sports and video games but until then remember to stay safe we are still in a pandemic we still need to continue to watch out for one another please remember to wear your masks your gloves if you got them your goggles if you got them when you go out practice social distancing Uh, remember again Stay safe not only for yourselves, but for your loved ones that may be immunocompromised or may uh, be very high risk for this virus. Uh, And, you know, remember to, again, watch out for each other. Be respectful towards one another. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Y'all. I beat till I told. Yeah, you did. They ain't believe it, though. One life, do burn. 
Same game, be telling. What up? Woo! So we kick it like it's kickball. Yo. Power couple. Ah. She dripping in that Del Sega bonnet. They want to touch her. Everybody know that's do, girl. What you going to do by me and her take on the world? Now that's the truth. Hey, everyone. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music, Inc., Sony Music, The Orchard, and BMG Bertelsmann Group. In association with Art 19 Media.